Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy W-I-Z-E, and today's episode is powered by Meeson. Virtually every chef agrees that a sharp, well-balanced chef knife is the essential workhorse for any kitchen. A great knife should feel good in your hand, stay sharp, and hold up over the rigors of your kitchen. Simple, right? But behind these deceptively simple concepts are centuries of tradition, technology, design, and craft. Meeson spent four years developing the perfect knife because every little detail matters. Meeson went through 37 different prototypes until they knew they had the perfect knife. The final result, a knife that's a pleasure to hold, sharp enough to plow through even the toughest foods, and a blade that stays sharper longer. The best part is by partnering closely with these factories and selling directly online, Meeson is able to offer incredible cookware at wholesale pricing. Go to the link in our show notes to get your Meeson knife today. Meeson, the perfect knife at an unreal price. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. It's your boy W-I-Z-E Wise. And I'm here with a fellow podcaster, the host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What's up, Wes? What's happening, man? Good to be here. I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little something about Shaping Success. Yeah, so Shaping Success is this podcast that I created. Oh, it's been over about, it's over a year. I've almost got 100 episodes now. And it started out as a podcast. And then someone... um came up and asked me about doing a live show on Facebook. So what I've been doing is posting a lot of this stuff on all over, you know, like I'm a, like, I just post everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. But the show comes out on Facebook and then I take the audio, I drop it into my podcast platform. And uh, yeah, so it's basically about success, which I think is different for every single person. I think that, you know, it, some people will think it's money, cars, whatever, but really success is what you create. You create that yourself. It's, being happy with what you're doing and whatever that is. And it could be working at McDonald's. It could be selling window coverings like I do. It could be being a podcaster, trying to be a public figure, things like that. So it just, I just get to interview people and talk about how they created their success. And, and, you know, sometimes there's really great stories about what it took to get there. And uh, I just love hearing that. And it's kind of like cheating for me because I like to listen to it and kind of take ideas and build my own success off of theirs. Oh no, no. Yeah. Listen, uh, my show's certain similar to that. Uh, I have all types of people on. We usually talk, and we usually talk about what motivates them, what inspires them to do what they do. And for me, it's been like I just recently got nominated for um some for it's, it was a um, an award show. Some friends of mine they created the um, scene snobs, and it was called the snobbies. And um. I was nominated for uh, for four categories, um, and one of the categories was uh, best self help podcast. And I didn't really think about my podcast being a self help podcast until I really started thinking about all the guests that I've had on, and and they all and they all was a certain theme with helping people, just like motivate people, inspire people. I used to ha I have I've had 
a friend of mine who had a uh, gastric sleeve surgery and that and we and she told her story and it was an inspirational story because she completely changed her life around she had and her family the support that she gets from her husband and son is amazing because now they know they have to change their eating habits so that she doesn't fall back into whatever her situation was and that was one of my favorite episodes because she was a high school friend of mine and to have her come on and tell her story and just be just being able to help people it was just it was just something that kind of just like made me steer me into the direction of all right maybe i am a self-help podcast but that's the thing. That's that's kind of why I got into it too. It's like there's one person who needs to hear that message. You know, I've had a couple of people on. Like I've had professional athletes on. I've had actors on. I've had digital creators on. And it's just kind of like whatever it is. You don't know what that one moment is. That one thing that might have changed someone's life that would have made a difference. And that is self help. I mean, that's that's really why I got into it because I thought that I needed to. Sorry, I got a little helper here. It's all good. We're, we're audio, not video, so she's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's She knows that she's not supposed to be in here. They can't see you, so you can go ahead and go. And... <laughs> Bye-bye. She wants to be a star, too. Hey, listen. I am good. a rock star! <laughs> you know, it, right, it, see no, you know, it's not, it's not, but see, And I won't edit this out because when me and my nephew do the <laughs> show, his son is always running around. And we keep it, we keep oh, really? it in because... We keep it in because listen, it's life. Kids happen, yeah, kids, right. And we love and we're all about the kids, and and they need they need that 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 extra attention right now because with everything that's going on, let them have their right. little shine and let have their moment. So it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> she's it is funny. She she wants to be seen more, I think, than heard. <laughs> that's all. That's all good. Yeah, oh man. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things you, you talked about the gastric sleeve surgery. I had that as well. So I, I know how rough that is. I know that. And that's awesome that there's someone who can share that story to help other people realize that, you know, any, it, people think that that's like an excuse to just, I can't lose weight and it's not, I mean, it's, it's something that you struggle with on a daily basis. And so, yeah, that's, I, I love that. That's where I kind of got into it. Someone told me when I was in high school and the reason why it's called shaping success is because someone told me in high school, they, and I'm, I'm 40. So this was a long time ago. And I still remember this conversation. I started this about two years ago and it was like, I'm going to be twice as successful as you when I, when I grow up. And I said, no, you're not, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be that way. You can't define that for me. You can't decide what that is for me. And, uh, that's, that's one of those deals, you know? Yeah, no, it, it was it was cool because um, like I said, I was, she was a high school friend of mine, and and I saw and I saw, and I saw the change and the process that she went through, and I wanted her to share her experience. I was like, yo, listen, there's someone out there that probably needs to hear that. Listen, you can do this. You can make this this change in your life to get to to to, to a big, basically. To sit, to add more time to your life because obesity in this country is is, is crazy, and I'm I've because I'm considering taking the surgery. I'm over three hundred pounds, and it, it would help a lot with my sleep apnea. There's, there's a lot of different medical reasons that I'm really gonna sit down and sit talk to my doctor and, and consider it. 
So it, it yeah, helped I mean, me. It's, that's, that's how I was. I was 350 pounds, you know, and I, I still struggle with it. I got down to as low as 230 and I'm back up to about 265. So, I mean, it, it'll creep back if you don't, if you don't change your habits for good. And that's a big thing, but it is, it's something that has saved my life because I, you know, I'm 40. I had a knee injury, which being overweight, you know, is one of those deals where it's just pounding on that knee and I have to have my knee replaced in December. And if I hadn't done that, I probably would have had to have my knee replaced like five, six years ago. So it definitely will extend your life as well. Yeah. In one of my other shows, I had another friend of mine, another high school friend of mine. He's one of the hottest, hottest, hottest real estate agents in Brooklyn. And we just spoke about motiva- um, what motivates us, what goal, how do we set our goals and everything. And another friend was listening to, she heard the episode. She sent me a message. She said, yo, listening to you guys talk about what motivates y'all and the goals and, and what you guys are doing to be successful at, at what you're doing now. She said it inspired me. I had, I had been wanting to start my own business for the longest and listening to you guys just pushed me in that direction, just made me, and and it was awesome because to have that impact on someone where they've been struggling with, with wanting to do something, but they've been afraid to do it, to hear two of her friends that she grew up with doing things, taking taking risk and, and, and take and just just stepping out of the comfort zone and doing things that they wouldn't normally do to be, be to be successful, she was like yeah, I'm gonna just I'm jump, take this leap, and and do this. So she 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 took the leap. She started her business in November. She's doing quite well. That's the thing I think that a lot of people don't realize because of out of fear they're afraid to do something. Uh, you know, I mean, I was I was this jock guy in high school, and I watched the announcements on on you know on you go in every day, and we'd have the announcements, and I'd be watching it on video, and I'm like, these guys are idiots. I would never do that. They were funny, but it was like, that's not something that I would do. And then being able to be on the microphone like this, just out of fear, you're like, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid. And so a lot of people are afraid to do things, but they're afraid of the failure portion. They're not afraid of actually doing it. They're afraid of what people will say if you, if you do do it. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles that there are. You know, I've interviewed some people who, you know, they talk about fear and how that's what stopped them from doing things. But we always see the success story of people. We never see the failure portion of that because I can guarantee you, and I know you know this, there's thousands of times that they failed before they were successful, right? They just were the ones who didn't give up. There are some people who automatically, they just have success the first try. But the majority of people who are successful have failed over and over again and just figured out a way to get around that and, and create that success by re-engineering that failure into something that was successful. Yeah. I had one in the, listen, I started podcasting last year. I've been in it for, for a year about now. Yeah. But I have been wanting to do it since 2019. I had bought me a Behringer studio podcast and I wanted, and I wanted a podcast. Me and a friend were going to actually do a sports podcast. And life happens. He had a baby. So newborn, no podcast. So fast forward to the last year, to the last year. And I get furloughed from my job and I had, and I've been messing around with the equipment. And when I record, I listen to myself and I'm like, Oh, I sound horrible. And that just was me 
stopping myself from trying a podcast. That was my fear of like, oh man, I sound people ain't people don't want to hear me. I sound terrible. Oh, duh, I don't like the way I sound. And it was just excuses. It was just me just holding myself back. It was the fear of if no one no one's gonna want to listen to me. So why should I record? And it just took me just hitting the record button and recording five minutes. I record my first show was five minutes. Me and my nephew talking. And that just started something. I, and my first couple of episodes was more of me ranting about the pandemic and ranting about my job and a whole bunch of other stuff that I just was like, you know what? I, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do it this way. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not enjoying it this way. So when I started interviewing people, and and just it was more it was more as putting more positive content out instead of me ranting about the news or ranting about what I hated about uh, my job or whatever. It, it just wasn't that stuff wasn't it wasn't just it just it wasn't making me happy. But when I started putting out the content where it was more inspiring, more positive, more 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 benefiting for the listeners then that's when it really started clicking as things really started going in a better direction and it, it just took the mindset it just took it took me just changing my mindset and just changing it from let me not focus on the negative let me focus on some positive things and, and put out some positive stuff and i love it now it's just like like i love my show i love recording i love just hanging out meeting new people and and that's what this community this community gives me. It gives me an opportunity to meet people that I might have never met before. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it. I mean, like, uh, to be honest with you, like for me, this all started out of hey, I got this new job. I was a teacher for for four years. You know, I I worked at a tire store for eleven. I hurt my knee. I went back to college. I got two degrees, and I taught. And I hated it. I mean, I did it for four years, and it wasn't what teaching was when I was a kid. Like there was people, teachers and coaches that made a difference in my life. And I wasn't able to do that because the way that culture and society is now with parents and teachers and, and things that you're allowed to do, you can't really motivate kids the way that I was motivated because if you do, you get in trouble. You know, I mean, like yelling at a kid is not okay. Requiring a kid to, I was a PE teacher and a baseball coach and requiring a kid to dress down, you know, like you could even get yelled at for that. And the principal will stand behind the parent because if the parent makes enough stink about it, then the principal gets in trouble. So it's, it's just kind of annoying things like that that made it so that I was, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. So I went back to a sales job, which was a hundred percent commission. I'm like, I'm going to create a profile for myself that sells me as a brand because I'm the person that I want people to buy these window coverings from. And that's where it started. And I got like three episodes into it and I don't take anything down. All my episodes are on my podcast, but the first four or five episodes were about me interviewing realtors and people you know, that I was trying to get my name out there and I wanted them to call me when they needed window coverings. And then I realized that that wasn't, it wasn't me. Like it wasn't inspiring me. They inspired me, but it wasn't like, it wasn't what I was looking for. So then it kind of morphed into this other deal where now I started to find all these inspiring people because I wanted to be inspired and I want others to be inspired. And so I'm still teaching, but I'm teaching in a different way where 
people can't tell me that I'm not doing it the right way or I don't get graded on what I'm doing. I mean, we always compare our numbers and things like that, but it's not, it's not the same. So I can reach a different audience and I can help people be inspired to be better and not be afraid to take that leap like you're talking about. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. They're just afraid. But if they can see that there was someone else who went through the same thing that they were going through at that current time and they came out on the other end of it, that's inspiring, right? Yeah. That's, that's the hope is that it builds on that. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's what really made me when I really started interviewing more people that that's what I enjoyed the most was just being able to talk to people and especially if they had a story to tell that people could see that, hey, this is these, these are real people. These are people just like you and me that they went through struggles in life, but they've come out on top of that. They, Despite of everything that they've gone through in their life, they've come out on top. And and to show and to be able to show people this is just to me just so so gratifying. It's just like wow, just to be able to just hear someone like, dude, just listening to you made me wanna go do this and do that and and just hearing all these stories just like it's humbling in a way where like to cut that like how do me, I didn't know how how I didn't know I would be able to influence people. I didn't know I would be able to, to, to encourage people. I didn't know I would be able to, to motivate people. It's not something that I set out to do. But now that I'm doing it, it's just like, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is great being able to, to hear these people say how much they enjoy listening to me. Cause this is, this is, this is precious. This is something when people listen to you, it's precious because they're taking time from their lives to to give to you, and I just I I want to just give them the best product I can. So I, I know I'm, I'm I improve with every episode, but my goal is to just be able to give them the best of me because they're actually giving me a portion of their time. Yeah. And it's funny when people listen to that stuff, like if they see that a lot of times when they see like the process of what it took, if they go back and they, and they hit that one episode that they really enjoy that you did. And then they go back to the beginning. Cause I've done this multiple times with podcasts. I'm like, Oh, that was a good episode. I'm going to go back and I'm going to start listening to those other stuff. They'll see that process because you're basically telling that story one episode at a time as it gets better. Your sound gets better. Your quality gets better. Your editing gets better. Those are all the things. Like I said, when I started this, it was, me in my garage with an iPad on one stand, a iPhone on another stand, trying to do an IG live, trying to record it on my iPad. And then I was just like, well, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get this on the podcast platform? And it was the, that was the biggest struggle. Like I had two episodes recorded and I had no clue what to do, even though it's really easy. I didn't know. And so I spent, you know, a month, two months waffling over how I'm going to get this up and then realized that all I had to do was pull the video into the podcast platform and it'd pull the audio out and it was there, right? So then you get your first mic and everyone's like, get a Blue Yeti and you get a Blue Yeti and the sound is not that great. And then you're like, damn, I need a new mic. And so you go and you get a new mic and now I got my RE20 and it sounds way better and there's better mics out there, but 
it just, that's the thing. It's like always trying to produce that quality and you can do a lot with editing and you can do a lot with sound and you can do, there's all these things that you don't know. Like, I mean, I'm listening to your voice right now and I'm sitting here going, hope mine sounds that good because yours sounds awesome. Like the, the quality of your audio and, and, and there's people that I've been around that have just pushed me to be better. Oh, and, and you know, and that's what it is. It, I hear other people and I'm like, damn, is, does my, does, do I sound like that? Do I sound that good? And people say, yeah, you sound great. And, and, but again, you don't, when you hear yourself, you don't hear yourself like other people. And, but I've, I've taken the time to invest and, and look up and, and research. Like when, when I started, when I was doing the pot, when I wanted to start my podcast, I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know anyone that was podcasting. So I didn't have, so me and my nephew did the research. We did the research. We like, okay, we looked at platforms. Okay, this is what we got to do. All right, we signed up. We signed up. I signed up with Podbean. I love Podbean. And it's just it's just been a, because uh, for me, it, I just needed the most simplest platform. And to me, they, they were the most simplest thing. And they get me to every platform. And if they can get me to every platform and I don't have to do it myself, okay, that's great. That's time saved. But like I said, my first episode was five minutes long, five minutes long, and it was a with a little Behringer studio that I paid 160 bucks for, and it was decent quality. But once I started really, really getting into it and really starting to find my groove and all that, I realized I had to invest. I saw the Roadcaster Pro. I fell in love with it. Because it does everything I need it to do. My intro, my outro, everything is on my roadcaster. I don't have to do, I just, you see me, I, I press the button, the intro played, I, I start hit record, everything. So that saves in editing. So now when I don't, I don't have to insert my intro into my, until it's already, in, I in, it's, in, it's inserted from recording and it helps with editing. It also, it's, I don't know, it's just to be able to, I can download it as an MP3 or I can download it as a wave. And with the wave, it gives me channels so that when I have a guest on like yourself, when there's little hiccups and everything, I can, I don't, I can, I'm able to, to go into that certain channel and erase whatever the, the issue is with the, with that channel. So there's some, it, and I invested in mics. I invest so it was me wanting to get know that in order for me to get better I have to invest in myself I have to get better quality stuff the big thing I think with that though too is like you're right that's 100% right like in my opinion it's got to get better it can't be the same if you were still doing the same things that you were doing in the beginning just like me people would kind of lose interest because there is better quality out there right and I, and I hear a lot of people go, well, I'm doing this because it's for me, not for you. And I don't really care what it sounds like. Well, in the end, you're putting it out there because if it was just for you, you would not put it out there. Right. And so to make more people want to hear it, you want to up the quality and that's all there is to it. And that's where, you know, like me with the live show was like, shoot, I'll just do that. But the problem with video, like this is a great platform, but the produced video that I use is I can't separate the audio in an easy way 
So it never, uh, that's, that's where I want to get is where I could just separate the audio this, and do that. But that's now, why I love part, StreamYard. Like if I was to do live, I can stream to like nine different platforms at one time. No lie. I can do Facebook live, YouTube, Twitch, you name it. I can put it up there. And when I, da- when I download it, it gives me the option of doing MP4 or MP3. I can get both. So it, 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 it separates them both for me. So, yeah. And that's a nice thing is being able to do that because if something happens, like if my daughter walks in here and we want to edit my daughter out of my side, you can do that and not mess with your side and then just combine the audio back together and boom. And that's, that's what's, that's, what's really cool about separate audio. But I have my mine's just I don't know like I've tried working on it. We use VMix for mine, and you'll see because you're coming on my show when you come on how it kind of works. But it's it's similar to this, but it's really like a they have the capability, and I know you can do that with Streamyard, and I know you can do it with like Ecam. But to switch back and forth between guests when you're talking, it's just you on the screen. When I'm talking, it's just me on the screen. We can bounce between whatever we want. There's all this cool stuff that kind of makes it look like a TV news show. But the biggest thing that I don't like about it is you can't, there's no easy way to separate it because it's more video oriented than it is audio oriented. So the audio is really good, but I have an engineer who's in the back mixing it for me as it comes out. But to edit it, you're just taking out content really or microphone hum or things like that. With StreamYard, it's it's, it's, it's cool because I get so many different, like I get to put labels. If if I was a video, especially if I was, which I'm going to eventually transition to video as well. Cause especially when I, when I, we launched a radio station and I started doing a live radio show, I want to do video live streaming when I'm streaming my show. I've, I've went and got me a, a better uh, webcam. I just purchased this Logitech cam. I love it. It's, it's nice and crisp. And again, it's, it's just me wanting to invest in myself. And when I was furloughed from my job and I was making that extra money, I was investing in, in better equipment. Yeah. It wasn't me going to spend that money on, on stupidness, not going to buy a pair of sneakers or, or, or spend $500 on a PlayStation 5. No, it was me investing in myself because... I want to do better. It's amazing how your how how that perception changes, right? Because like I, when you said shoes, like I'm a I'm a I'm a shoe guy, right? I got tons of pairs of shoes, and I have bought way less shoes since I've been doing this because I would not get a new bike. I would rather get a new camera. I would rather just invest in that money somewhere else because it means more to me now than it did. Yeah, before. No, and don't get me it's, wrong. It's, Listen, I don't get me wrong. I, I buy my I used to buy me my sneakers and stuff again. I didn't want to invest in that. wasn't an investment. That was just me spending money on something that was gonna, wasn't going to help me improve in what I, I started. And what I found out was my love. This is this. I'm passionate right. about this. I love doing this. And me being 45, I'll be 45 this year. And I'm mm-hmm. and I've and I've loved sports. I've I'm, I grew up playing sports. I grew up playing baseball, football, and I love sports. But I was never really truly passionate about it. I was good at it because it came natural naturally to me. But I wasn't passionate about it. And any job I, I did, you go through life unless you really truly find the job that you really truly want to do. You just go through the motions and you go through the jobs. And you, I started podcasting and I gave up. I, I I don't game anymore. I don't 
and and it's and it's not because I don't love gaming. It's because I found something that I feel is much more my calling. It's much more for me to do. It's something for me to actually just interact with people and 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 touch people's lives that I didn't know I was able to do. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it is. That's that's really it. It's like your your priorities change when you find what you love. I mean, we do. I I don't know if you still work a regular job or yeah. this is taken over for you, but like I want to get to that point where I don't have to do that anymore. And this is my daily job. You know, I want to be like, I want to be like Adam Carolla. I want to have four different shows and record a different show every, you know, here's the Adam Carolla show. Here's Ace on the house. Here's the car. What like, you know, I want to have different shows with different people and just have, you know, that's what I do. Show up, talk, <laughs> do my thing. And, 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 and believe me, that's my inspired. goal. That's my goal is to not have to work for anyone. So I started my production company. Um, we're launching the radio station. I'm, I'm editing some podcasts here and there for some money on the side. I got it. I've got into doing Canva to to do my cover art for my podcast and and all the other shows that we're doing. And then I started creating logos. I sold my first logo recently. It, it was it's just so many. And then and I'm like, okay, because people thinking, oh, you're gonna be podcasting, you're gonna go and you're gonna monetize your podcast quickly. No. Yeah. No. There's, there's other. <laughs> There's other ways you can start monetizing yourself. Right. But your podcast itself, unless you're really doing outlandish numbers, no one, sponsors aren't really. So you, I do little, I do things like Podgo. I do things like Podcorn. And these are things that give creators little, you make a little bit of money doing their ads and stuff like that. But it's been more the other things that I've been able to learn. It's, it's been able to, it's been me being able to edit and learn editing and put myself out there as an editor and start making charging people to they don't they don't want to they don't want to spend the time editing so hey, here's 50 bucks to edit this podcast okay give me and and at the same time I'm improving my editing skills doing that so I'm adding value to myself in different ways and people don't see that people don't like I was talking about earlier it's like people don't understand that there is all these little steps to get you to the quality product that you're creating now i mean I've, I've done, luckily enough for me, like I've been able to, I've learned a lot of stuff. And one of my degrees is in, in technology, education technology, but I've learned a lot of stuff, but I know a little about a lot. And I haven't really like honed that craft other than the speaking part and knowing, I know what quality is, you know, um, I've used Adobe edition to edit my own stuff. I've, you know, I've set up a lot of stuff. I've, I've, um, learned how to upload everything to YouTube on my own and do all the things that I've done through IG and I promote myself on IG myself, which goes to Facebook and everywhere else, but I do all the promotion stuff on my own. And some people I've never, luckily for me, like I've never had anyone give me really negative feedback, right? Because that's always, that's always the one, like, it's funny. I, I did an episode called hater math because one of my friends, Dave Connery was talking about it on a TikTok video. And he was, he was talking about how, when, you weigh the comments that you have, the negative comments versus the positive comments. We get one negative comment and we get a hundred positive comments. Which one do we spend the most time on? Focus on the negative right? one. Yeah, we focus on the negative one. You focus one. on a negative yeah. one. So it's like that negative one weighs a hundred pounds and the positive one weighs one. And you're like, this is just stupid. This doesn't add up. You know, the math doesn't work. And so it's it drives me nuts because that's the way it is. We take that negative energy and we allow it to just destroy us when we have so much good positive stuff coming at us. And so that's, I think the hardest part of the whole deal is to weigh that. But if you can get that negative, like that, Hey, look, this negative one comment weighs the one pound and the hundred positives weigh a hundred pounds. 
it's it's the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just like I said. Yeah, and that, and that's just like I said. That's I didn't feel right when I when I first started doing my show because it's not what I truly wanted to do. It's not until I really switched it until until I decided that listen, I'm just gonna put out nothing but positive content. Not gonna focus on all the nonsense that's going on in the world. Just gonna focus on what I can control and what I can put out there. And once I did that, it it's just like I said, it's just inside of me something changed. It it just made me like now I'm going now it makes me want to go out hard and go and grind and really go at it because I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing me putting the effort in my downloads. I'm seeing it in the people that are wanting to to work with me. People who want who want hey, I want you to come on my show or people send me messages like before it was me going out to get guests. Right. Nowadays I I get one or two three emails a week of certain pe- people wanting to be on my show. And that's that's the thing. Connection too, like that's a that's a freaking big thing too, you know, like finding these people and inter- like if you give off the positive vibe, if you give off that positive mentality, those people come. Yes. They just come they come to you. And when they come to you, you have you have this group of people that will always be in your corner because they believe the same way you are, they think the same way you do. And it's that's the thing, man. It's it's um God, I just read this book called The Secret. And they talk about the law of tr- law of attraction. And like, when you think of law of attraction, you think about, on, you think about see. men and women, right? You got it. You got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's the truth though, right? Oh no. You put out that good stuff. The energies, <laughs> they just get. come together. And, it, and, and that's one yeah. of the things, that's one of the things we discuss is manifestation. And people yeah. think when, when you say manifestation is it, it's supposed to appear right then and there. No, it comes. It's you putting the intention and the energy out there and the universe being receptive to it. And then little by little letting it releasing it to you in little bits of portions that you're able to absorb it. Yeah. Cause people think that you're going to just, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire and poof is going to happen. Okay, yeah, you, nope. you're putting out the energy, you're putting out that energy, yes, that you, but you also got to put in the work. Right, exactly. That's the thing. It's just, it gives you that, it gives you that mentality that the work is going to happen and it's going to come. I mean, there are so many, I just, I can't explain how many people I've been, you know, just intertwined with just based on the way that I act because I have, I always been this guy who was like, it's always negative until it's positive. And I've had to switch that. So, you know, like I'm the guy who I was the guy who the glass is half empty. And when I switched it to half full, it's when things started happening, you know, <clears throat> sorry, my allergies are nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It's like you, you get what you put into it. I think you should check out, I know you're looking, I feel like we got a lot like the same because you got that book going down. Success for me, like I've been listening to a lot. I don't know if you know who John Wooden is. He's the, he used to be the coach for UGLA, you're a sports guy, right? Yeah. And so he has this pyramid of success and I'm listening to his book right now and I've listened to it before, but it really is. That's what success is. It doesn't matter what you choose it is, but knowing that you're going to do the best you can, no matter what, given the given circumstances. And at the end of the day, if you were not successful in your endeavor, like he put this with wins on the team, you didn't win, but you knew that you did everything you possibly could do to be the very best that you could every day, no matter what, then you won. You know, you may have not, the score doesn't dictate success. Success Mm -hmm. is what you create by doing, 
the work. But, but listen, listen to the story. Michael Jordan, he didn't make his his high school JV team. He he didn't make it. The, he didn't make the varsity team. So we focus on the one on once they're successful. But the people work hard. They spend hours and hours and countless of hours honing their craft and their skills to be the best. And you have two choices, right? You can the choice that Jordan had and the choice that Jordan took was what made him successful, right? He had two choices. He comes to this crossroad. I didn't make the JV team, right? I didn't make the varsity team. Here's the crossroad. I quit. I don't play basketball anymore or I work harder and I make it the next time. And, and that's how did he become successful? He pushed. He, he did better than he did the day before every single day watching that, that uh, the last dance. I mean, that was just like, you can see he made people around him. Kobe Bryant did the same thing. They made people around him. They didn't bring in, they didn't bring in all these other stars around them. He brought the people that he had with him up to better. his level. Yeah, he made them yes. better. Cuz yep. and he made them better because they saw Yo, this is our superstar. Right. Look how hard he's working. Yep. Look how hard because our he led by example, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look look they're like he's the superstar and he is outworking every single one of us. Of course they're going to like, "Oh no." And and they're going to and they're going to feed into that and they're going to push harder. And they're going to push their abilities to to their limits because he's just pushing them. He's bringing them along. He's like, he's like, yo, Hill. It's a long lost art in professional sports anymore. You know, like I've interviewed a couple of professional sports people. And I, it took me a long time to realize that the game is a business. But Jordan and Kobe, those guys took the business out of the game. Yes, they got paid millions of dollars to play the game. But they were still working as hard as they possibly could because their success was was created by making other people successful. You know, the thing that bugs me the most about like professional basketball right now is like, Oh, we got the big three, the next big three. It's always this big three, big three. So some guy comes in and brings in two other athletes or brings in three other all-star athletes and they have this team, right? And Jordan had his big three. They were people on his team. He created that big three from what he had. He didn't go get other people there. You know, I mean, later on, yeah, they got some other guys in there, but when it started out, those, you know, he brought Pippen up to his level. He brought Horace Grant up to his level. He brought all these guys up to his level, not quite his level, but you know what I mean? Like he brought them up from where they were to make them better so that they were better. Yeah, no, no that most definitely. And that's why I don't like right now. I'm like, I'm a big Knicks fan. I'm a New York Knicks fan and they've sucked for the last God knows how many years. And then this year, they bring Tom Thibodeau into the team, into the fold. And he's a defensive-minded coach. And that's what the Knicks of my Knicks of the 90s, that's what they were. They were defense. Even though Pat Riley was known for showtime, when Pat Riley came to the Knicks, he brought that, that tough guy grinding basketball to New York. And... And that's what I grew up watching, watching players like Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, that if you came down the line, you was going to get hammered. You was going to feel the effect of coming down the line. And Tom, Tom Thibodeau comes from that coaching tree. So when he got hired as the Nick, I was like, this, this is a good step because he's an excellent coach. He, 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 he shows his players that he's a dedicated coach by showing that, by doing the X's and O's and, and showing them how to prepare and, so when Julius Randle got around 
that it helped him take his game to another level. Now he this year he made an all-star team. He's more than likely going to win most improved player. What he did was he really started dedicating himself to his craft, working after after training, after games, staying, and that's a having effect on his teammates because now they're saying that their star player is doing this and they're staying late. They're building something together. So yesterday they playing they're playing the Clippers in LA and they win. They're actually the fourth seed in the East. No one predicted them to win 22 games this year. No one, no one. Everybody was like, oh, they're going to suck. They're going to be horrible. But you get this coach that that shows them discipline and shows them, listen, if you work hard and work together, we have something here. And now, now, now New York loves this team. Like, even though with Brooklyn having their big three, Harding, Durant, and Irving, they still can't capture the heart of New York City because everybody's in love with the Knicks because they're not expect they're the underdog. Nobody expected them to be like this. And I think that's the difference between a winner and a loser right there is like there's people who think they can buy it. You know, I mean, you look at some of those guys, that big three. I mean, it was the same thing with the Warriors a few years back. It's the same thing with the Cavs a few years back. It's the same thing with Miami. I mean, those guys brought in all these people, and I have never been the person who cheered for the team that was the most stacked, right? Like, I mean, I'm watching like the Super Bowl this year, and – I want Tom Brady to win, but not because Tom Brady is Tom Brady because Tom Brady went and he played on a team that was not, didn't make it to the Super Bowl and hasn't, you know, won in a real long time. And he's brought them up to his level and people hate Brady, but he's, he's like Jordan. He's the same thing. He expects so much out of those people that he's, he is a jerk, but he's a jerk in the right way because he's trying to bring those guys up to his level because he wants his whole team to be better. I don't hate Tom Brady. I've actually, yeah. my team defeated him twice in the Super Bowl. So, hey, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't lost to Brady in the Super Bowl. So, hey, I'm, we, right. we're good. <laughs> so You can't, you, there's just something about those people though, right? I mean, there is, you just, you think about those and they all have that common denominator. They're all driven. willing to yeah. make other people better. And that's, you know, it's not about just them. All the people. It's for years. Jordan was one of the most underpaid players. And why? Because he knew that they needed money to bring certain other players in to make the team better. Brady was the same way. Brady was never has never really truly been one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Why? Because Tom Brady knows there's a salary cap and we need money on better players. So let's plug in this hole here, plug in that hole there. He knows what the concept of team is. And you can't be selfish. I mean, that's all there is to it. There's there's these businesses. Like, I mean, you look at one of the, you look at the Yankees, like when they got A-Rod or the, you know, when the Rangers even signed him, it's like, we've sacrificed everything that this team has to make the team better by giving all of our money to one guy. And I mean, it it shows, it shows what happens in, in you can try and buy a championship all you want, but you have to have the right people. I mean, I am a, I'm a diehard San Francisco Giants fan. And you look at those three teams that won the World Series. It, it was by it wasn't by the fact that they had a really high payroll. It was by the fact that they had people that worked well together and they knew how to win. And that's what it took for the Yankees to win in the nineties. It was to for them to build a core group 
with Jeter, Posada, Pettit. You had to bring up your, you had, because for years, and I'm a Yankee fan, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And the early 80s and and early the late 80s and 90s were horrible for Yankee fans because George Steinbrenner thought he could go by in championship every year and trade some of his best young talent for for superstars that were almost washed up. So it wasn't that's what's crazy. That's where it's at. We all see that, right? Like it's in the farm system. It's not yeah. in the so so <laughs> then so then when he got booted from baseball for some time and the Yankees were able to recoup and build the farm system, that's when they started really winning. Yes, they brought in an occasional Clemens, or you started with your core from the minor leagues growing together. We both know, too, like you look at that, like even with like the Giants, Barry Bonds, one of the best hitters in baseball, couldn't win a World Series, right? And we got we got a bunch of mediocre guys that were like, and I remember Bruce Bochy calling them cockroaches. He said they're cockroaches one time. They just won't die. You pull a leg off, and here they go. You can buy all you want. You can have the best hitter in the team on one team, and that doesn't win a game. Well, look at Mike, Mike Trout. They, they've always tried to buy. They've never really surrounded him with with now with now Otani. But when they got Pujols, Pujols was was on his decline, and they paid him a ton of money. Yeah, he never lived up to that money. Look at his that. Look at his first eleven years in St. Louis compared to his ten last ten years in L.A. And the numbers is like four hundred and something home runs to 200 and something home runs a 326 batting average to a 260 batting average it was it was night and day but that's but that's because and he got paid twice as much on the back half <laughs> he he they they saw his number they, they they purchased the numbers from the before that's what they were doing and there's a business so i can, i don't knock him for getting that money anytime a player could go anytime a player could go out and get that oh, money, yeah, for sure take it, take it because these owners are making billions of dollars I think the main thing that we don't see is like people who like watching sports. Like you look at it from the success standpoint of like this guy's hit 40 home runs or whatever, but you don't look at the fact that it is a business as a person watching the game. It's become something where every single person goes out and plays every single day because there's someone else who wants their job and it could be taken away from it. Like in regular everyday business, like my job, I'm out selling blinds. There's not really anyone who is like, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no hot shot rookie out there going, I'm going to take West down this year. Yeah. He's going to lose that spot. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like we don't realize that as, as people watching. So when people are complaining about, Oh, well, he didn't say hi to me or he didn't sign my autograph or whatever. He's not thinking about that. He doesn't care. What he cares about is that he goes out on the field. He doesn't have any distractions and he's zoned in so that he can be the very best at his spot. And so it's hard when you don't have, when you have someone centered, like Barry Bonds was that way. Like you, you have people centered around one guy. Don't talk to me when I'm in the, when I'm in my locker room, don't talk to me in the game, you know, whatever, this is me. It's a business for me. And there's people who treat it like that. And I kind of feel sorry for them because they, they got to find a, you, you violate a lot of people. You don't have friends. You don't have, you piss a lot of people off because you're just all about you when you can share some of your wealth. And that's probably why he hasn't got a coaching gig, right? Because he's not very good at helping other people become better. He, he looks like a prick. <laughs> right. Yeah. He does. There's, he's, there's no denying oh, listen, that he was he an awesome hitter. He was a great baseball player, but. He still looks like a prick. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You can be a real great player, but it doesn't make you not a terrible person, you know? I, know, I feel it. I know. And then, but that's, and, and you know what? And that's just from the interactions I've seen from him in the media. And so that's just my opinion. He could, I, I don't know how he is, but that's just my opinion from what I've seen in the past. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he is the way that the media portrayed him. I mean, I'm listening to, um, I'm almost done with it, but Barry Zito 
one of those guys who got this really big contract with the Giants. You know, uh, when he got signed, I was like, man, this is so stupid. I cannot believe that they signed him. They spent all this money on him and we could spend that somewhere else, but we spent it on him. He won the Cy Young two years before and he talks about the hate that he got the first five years of that seven-year deal. And and it was just like, he, he like you feel sorry for him because he created this mess and he knows he did it, but he finally realized that this was his deal. Like he created this persona like I'm better than you, uh, whatever. And then realize that it's not about me. Like they're trying to feed their ego. And he realized that when he gave up like that last year, when he, when the first world series, he got left off the roster and everyone was flipping him off in the parade. The second year they won that world series and he was on the roster and he did really well. One of the main reasons that they won the world series, everyone was, you know, they loved him. And so it's hard though, to realize that there's so much hate for one guy when all he was doing was looking out for himself. But because but we look at it as fans. So because we look at it as fans, it's it's different. Like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this to me. Like, dude, he's not really doing it to you. But as fans, you take it personal. Yes, yes, we do. We do. As fans, especially if you're a diehard fan. I think we got to look back at that. Yeah, I, got, I think we got to look back at that. I think one of the things that people need to know, though, is that you got to look at the struggle. Like, they're struggling, too. They're not doing it on purpose. Obviously, they don't want to go out there and... and you know, get walked off in the first three innings, they, they are trying as hard as they possibly can. Now someone decided to give them that money and they agreed to it. I mean, you're stupid if you don't, but on the same token, it's not really their fault. You know, they're, they're working yeah, hard. And, it's not and, like they're again, not working hard. I think that's the thing. people don't see that. We don't, we don't look at it as that way, but if we looked at it as, listen, this is their job. They, of course they have stress at their job. They, they have to, especially if they've been going 0 for 12, who knows what's going on in their head? Then they might have struggles at home. It's it's everybody. Right. It's normal. People don't listen. They're just like regular people as well. They just have a high profile job. They're in the spotlight. But Wes, it was great having you on, man. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can listen to your show. Yeah, the best thing, what I've been doing, the best place to find me is on Instagram. It's at Wes, and I'll spell it at W-E-S dot Tankersley, T-A-N-K-E-R-S-L-E-Y. And you can click on the link in my bio. It'll take you straight to the current show, the live show. Um, I'm also, I have, um, I did have it on there, but you can find it on anywhere you listen to podcast Shaping Success. There's a bunch of, there's almost a hundred episodes up. I'm kind of pushing out the audio for, or the video portion first. And then I'm going to publish the audio about a month later because we want to get a lot more views on the video stuff. Um, we're working on building a network and uh, it's awesome. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Click the link in the bio. You can watch all my videos are on the, on the live stream network, but the link goes all to right, the most current Thanks one. man. I appreciate you being on. Yep. I look forward to having you on my show. For me is one of the best things is when I'm a guest. Cause then I know I don't have to do work. I don't really. I just have to go talk. I don't. I don't have to edit anything. So yeah, that's that work. That's that's to me. That's one of the best things about this is when I when I get to be a guest. But all right, so it's time for shout outs. All right, big shout out to the real wise fam, Brandy J, King Says, Poppy J. Big shout out to my homie Chrissy Richards from Cipher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to my boss Lady Fina. Love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash stuck in my mind. 
Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. 